0: Right, hello and welcome to another episode of the Adventure Post podcast. I'm Jason Post.
1: And I'm Lacey Post.
0: And we are excited to be back in the studio this week as we have kind of a cruise line battleship game kind of laid out for this week, right? Mm-hmm. I think it's going to be fun. <laughs> it's going to be fun. Mm-hmm. So this week we are looking... That, so, so the big three kind of major cruise lines uh, industries have three brand new beautiful ships getting ready to hit the waters over the next year. So this week we're going to look at... Each of those ships, uh, compare them a little bit and and give you uh, what our opinions are on them, right? Mm -hmm. So give us a quick rundown about who who they are and what we're going to be looking at this week.
1: Okay, so we're going to look at Royal Caribbean, Norwegian, and Disney's new cruise ships.
0: Okay, excellent. Um, And
1: we just booked a a cruise with Royal Caribbean for next summer, so I'm going to start there.
0: Good place to start. So, okay. So, <laughs> Royal
1: Caribbean's new ship coming out is called Odyssey of the Seas, and it will be sailing from Fort Lauderdale summer 2021. So, this summer. This summer. Um, it yeah. is the first Quantum Ultra Class cruise ship sailing from the United States. Um, the big. I tried to just kind of look at the biggest differences and what was new. Yeah. So the first thing that came up was a newly designed resort-style pool deck that brings island vibes poolside. So there's supposed to be two big pools, okay. shady casitos and hammocks, and two story lime and coconut bars. So that sounds like fun. <laughs> it sounds like it'd be very pretty, you nice, know, to be yeah. on a cruise ship on a hammock next to the pool. Absolutely. Doesn't that sound awesome? Um, they also have a huge indoor activity space called SeaPlex. And I think okay. it's supposed to be the largest indoor activity space at sea. Interesting. And it's going to have bumper cars, laser tag. Um, actually, the laser tag right, is a right. whole glow-in-the-dark game. It's yeah. not just simple laser not tag. It's laser called tag. Um, Clash for Crystal City. Okay.
0: And it's um,
1: two, two clans that are competing against each other. You have the Yetis and the Snow Shifters.
0: <laughs> okay.
1: So that should be fun. Um, you also have the Skypad where you can do virtual bungee tr- trampoline fun <laughs> uh, I don't really know what that looks like, but Virtual bungee Trampoline Experience at the Skypad. Okay. Um, okay. Then they have indoor skydiving with right. Ripcord by iFly Simulator. Yep. And then there is a virtual Adventure Zone with immersive 4D technology. And, of course, a lot of the cruise ships now have the Flowrider, and it's also yep. going to have the Flowrider, sure. which is a surf simulator. Um, one feature that I really liked was called the North Star. So, it's supposed to give you a three hundred and sixty degree panoramic view from three hundred and fifty feet up the entire time you're on the cruise, yeah, so that should be beautiful. Um, they're going to have um, let's see the 270 transforms transforms from a large living space during the day with panoramic views to a multimedia theater at night
0: huh, okay,
1: so that's kind of neat. They could use the space in two different ways, yeah. Um, there's also going to be all the standards. You're going to have a spa, a fitness center, shopping, music hall, music hall with look-alike acts, adventure <laughs> ocean program for kids, teen spaces, guest lectures, game shows, pool parties, live bands, adults only, solarium, rock climbing wall, splash away bay for kids, dance classes, pool tables, table tennis, folding artistry, sushi making classes. You and Eli would like that. Absolutely. Um, outdoor movie (laughs) nights by the pool there's always a casino on royal caribbean arcade and much more so you have all your standards plus you have all of the new entertainment they're bringing you had me at Um, adults only solarium (laughs) (laughs) Um, they're also supposed to give a wide variety of food so you're going to have poolside tacos hand-tossed pizzas and food choices from around the globe Nice. And at the end of each kind of summary of the, the new ship and what they're kind of offering, I'm also going to tell you how big it is, okay. so we can, we can even kind of see which one's Give the biggest. So this cruise ship will measure measure 347.1 meters is that that is meters right? It meters is, long yeah. <laughs> and 41.1 meters wide and have a gross registered tonnage of 169,300 tons. Nice. Um, It's expected to accommodate 4,284 passengers and 1,551 crew members. So that is a big ship.
0: It's a huge ship. That's Um, what Royal Caribbean does. They keep making bigger ships.
1: Yeah. So after we go over the three, we'll see which one's the biggest. I already know, but I'm going to hopefully create a little suspense here. We'll see after we read the other two.
0: A lot of these, and I'm assuming a lot of these maybe were this way, but I think this one was meant to come out, you know, a little bit sooner. But due to the pandemic, you know, it's been delayed. Because I feel like we've Mm -hmm. been hearing about... Uh, this quantum class ship mm-hmm. for for a few years now and all of these these really cool amenities and stuff. So, mm-hmm. uh, But there's a lot of stuff to do on there.
1: Yeah, so each ship you're going to see as we talk about them sort of have a different direction. And definitely Royal Caribbean's is playing at sea pretty much. They're just yeah. trying to give you lots of things to do while you're on the boat. Everything from bumper cars to um, skydiving sky to anything you can jumping, think of. Yeah, they're trying to surfing. put it all... All on the ship, um, yeah. so this is kind of to me the play ship.
0: This is the ship is the destination mm-hmm. type place. So really, yes. it when you're in your own one of these cruises, uh, it it doesn't always really matter where you're cruising to, mm-hmm. because uh, really the ship is a destination unto itself. I know a lot of times we're looking, we're looking at what ports they're going to, where's it selling out of, uh, and, and what Royal Caribbean does a lot. A lot of times they'll take these ships and they'll drop them in their 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 most popular routes are in that caribbean um the western caribbean route is probably their most popular route mm-hmm. whenever they bring a new ship online that's where they drop it mm-hmm. usually that's that's where the new ships are going to go and if you're frequent cruisers and you just want to enjoy the new ship you're going to end up doing the same cruise route over and over again uh, but again mm-hmm. that's kind of the point of this is is not really about where you're going because the ship itself is such a destination is what they're trying mm-hmm. to, that's what they're trying to push here is the ship itself is so much of a destination. Yeah. Um, and, you that, and
1: You and the kids would really like that laser tag game, Oh, there's
0: a lot of stuff on here I think we would like. Mm-hmm. And I think that's kind of the key where when you're talking about all these ships have a different target audience, mm-hmm. um, those young teenager type level age kids and families with teenagers that are a little bit older and stuff like that. This is like right in their target probably Mm -hmm. range because you've got all of these fun, awesome activities and things to do on the ship. Mm -hmm.
1: Now, what sounded the best to me was the hammock by the pool. Oh, yeah. (laughs) That sounded really neat.
0: Absolutely. I'm sure they have those in the solarium area that's the adults only, right? Uh, Come on.
1: I didn't read that, but I would think they had them in multiple places. I'll just take a regular lounge chair
0: free of They might. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> they might. Okay, so that's Royal so, Caribbean. That's, that's kind Caribbean. of what's being
1: offered on their new ship. Is different, and they're huge, along with all your other standard
0: amenities. Yeah, they, they, every time they release a new ship, it's kind of wow uh, because it does get bigger and bigger and bigger and bigger. But we've heard, you know, we've heard some feedback from some people who have gone on some of these massive Royal Caribbean ships that it's almost too many people. You know, this yeah. is pre this is pre pandemic. Yeah. Uh, you know, that may change a little bit now, but. Uh, it's It almost feels like a whole lot of people. We've heard a lot of feedback saying, you know what, it's too big for me. Mm-hmm. It's too many people. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I have a feeling you're going to see some cruise lines that are going to focus a little bit more on not a huge ship. And that's what some of these other ones, they're not focusing on having the biggest ship on the sea. They're mm-hmm. focusing on having some smaller ships that have more concierge-level service and, 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 you know, quaint, intimate kind of uh, spaces and things like that. But yeah. Royal Caribbean wants to have the biggest ship on the sea. <laughs> yeah, definitely. <laughs> So,
1: okay, you want to tell us right. about Norwegian.
0: So I'm going to talk about Norwegian, which again is going a little bit different direction. So Norwegian has a brand new ship rolling off the line in summer of 2022, uh, and it is going to be called the uh, Norwegian Prima. Uh, now, this name is not coincidental. Prima, which which means first, uh, is going to be the name of the ship. And it in in Norwegians, you know, pitch for this ship, uh, they're bringing a whole lot of firsts uh, to what they do. And when you look at this ship, just visually, this is a very different looking ship. It's a, it's a beautiful ship as, you know, as a cruise ship goes, but it doesn't look like every other ship line out there. They've taken a lot of architectural firsts and taking some of the, ship, the, the stateroom areas and shifting them more narrow, bringing them up taller. So they have a lot more deck space on the outsides of the ship uh, to bring in some of the things we're going to talk about. So they took a lot of architectural firsts. For Norwegian especially, especially uh, in the design of this ship, uh, they I think engineering-wise, they, they moved the engine, where it's typically in the back of the ship, to the middle of the ship hmm. to free up some space on that rear deck to open up another kind of seat-viewing deck on the boat. So it's another kind of thing where you know they really focused in all of their, their materials that about what they're doing for the guests. It's a very guest-centric ship. And a lot of first focus type things. So, mm-hmm. um, when you're talking about that, the, the way they use the space and the overall design of the ship is very unique, uh, very, very new, uh, very different from all of the other Norwegian ships and all the other ships you're going to see on the sea. It's just a very different, unique looking ship.
1: When I was reading mm-hmm. through the descriptions, it just yeah. seemed like they kept wanting to advertise wide open spaces. Wide
0: open spaces. That's right. Yeah. That's their next <laughs> big first. You know, they're taking that wide open space and saying, we're really leaning into this. This guest first mentality, especially right now, people are wanting to spread out a little more. And and maybe they've heard some of that feedback from some of the other cruise lines that said, you know what, there's just too many people. It's hard to move. Uh, So they've focused on spreading uh, things out and giving some wide open spaces. So, like I said, where they've taken the design of the ship and they've kind of push the the side decks out so you've got these wide kind of walkways along the side of the ship that are these open decks that look right out onto the ocean Uh, and in those areas you know they've put these infinity pools so they've got their infinity beach area which is basically they've got infinity pools on the side of the ship that is looking straight out onto the ocean Mm -hmm. which are beautiful looking they've got these big open lounge areas where you can sit in uh, lounge chairs and just kind of relax under canopies and stuff and it's a really, really just kind of relaxing-looking atmosphere, you know. I think mm-hmm. that's what they're really going for. So you've got their infinity beach areas. Uh, you have the Ocean Boulevard, which is also kind of that oceanside experience. So along these big oceanside, you know, side decks, you have uh, the Ocean Boulevard, which has these huge walkways, and they've got kind of glass walkways in some areas. So you're walking, and you can, and you're looking down. You're basically you're walking directly over top of the ocean. Mm-hmm. Uh, so some people may like that. Other people who are not so <laughs> crazy about heights might not be uh, super excited about that. Um, but it looked really awesome. So they got fire pits and outdoor lounge areas mm-hmm. and all these Fire really pit
1: sounds neat. Fire pit
0: on the side of a ship. I mean, mm-hmm. just sitting on the deck. I mean, that would be awesome. Uh, so, for, and then food. They've got all these outdoor food areas. So they got outdoor, uh, like a food lounge, food hall type area with a, a lot of different like you know, cute little small plate options and things like that. But then they also have restaurants that are, that are lined in this, this, um, Oceanside boardwalk kind of area. Uh, so you've got like a super nice Italian restaurant. You've got like a Tex-Mex, uh, place. I think there's like a, I've got the names here somewhere. So Onda's, uh, is the Italian place, uh, the local bar and grill and Lobos on ocean or all on ocean Boulevard. Uh, so you have a Mexican Italian and a Kind of a grill type place, uh, but these are these are restaurants that sit along this Ocean Boulevard, so you're looking directly out mm-hmm. under the ocean and stuff. Now so. at the
1: Food Lounge, you can eat in a hammock. Now that does sound so pretty they awesome. have a hammock too, <laughs> but they also have day beds and cabanas, so you have tons of oh, different is so options. Nice.
0: Yeah, and that's where you mm-hmm. get drinks and small plates. They've got a Starbucks and a lot of different other smaller restaurants along uh, Ocean Boulevard as well. So I mean, plenty of dining options as cruise lines do. But they again, they've tried to do it in a more unique way, where they've they're they're not you're not going to have the restaurants in the typical places you're going to find them on a regular ship. They're a little, you know, in a regular ship you've got like the, the one restaurant that's on the very back or something that's like their buffet, and then you've got your main dining halls, and then your other little restaurants are in on the interior of the ship somewhere. And they have pushed them all out to where you're you're sitting on these outdoor lounge areas overlooking the ocean with this spectacular kind of view. Mm-hmm. So it's really neat, really unique. It's it's going to be interesting to see what it looks like. So, um, and then what they always do really well on these ships is their their first class area. <laughs> this is a this is going to have to be one of our bucket list options. So, uh, on Nor- uh, Norwegian Cruise Lines, they've got their Haven, which is their their uh, luxury section of the ship, and it usually has like a a private you know area with a private pool or a private hot tubs and things like that. Uh, this one actually has a 24 hour butler. <laughs> and, <laughs> okay. <laughs> and uh, exclusive amenities Just for the Haven about, class pa- places. <laughs> so, if I was on this <laughs> ship, could
1: I have Carson as my butler <laughs> from Downton Abbey? Pro- <laughs> <laughs>
0: I'm sure it would be exactly like Carson. <laughs> <laughs> that would be fun. Yeah. Uh, but, and, and these are huge open spaces in these luxury areas. But what they've also said is all of their menu, all of their accommodations are going to be more spacious like you said they focused a lot on wide open spaces that's even in their regular you know guest rooms they they've really kind of they went in and they tried to design these so you didn't feel like you're walking into a a cruise ship stateroom as much as you're just walking into a hotel room mm-hmm. uh which if you've been on a cruise ship and you've been to a regular hotel room there is a definite space difference yeah you can tell the difference you know that so they've, be interesting. they've really tried to design these rooms with space in mind. So there's a lot more spacious feel even in the standard kind of interior stateroom, not just in the Haven level ones, but even in the standard interior staterooms, they've want wanted to make those feel bigger, feel more spacious and feel more comfortable because that's where you're spending a lot of your time mm-hmm. on some of these cruise ships. So uh, they put a lot of focus on that as well. So, uh, It is a very, very unique looking ship. It's a very unique design of a ship, and it is uh, a prima. so a lot lot of firsts, so uh, it will be sailing from a lot of different locations as well. So obviously, it's going to have some Caribbean, Bermuda uh, destinations, but it's also going to be cruising out of Iceland and Norway. Uh, So it's going to be leaving Port Canaveral and Miami and New York and even London sometimes, so... Mm-hmm. Uh, when I was looking at some of the prices, there were some really nice European cruises mm, uh, like on the it. Prima. Mm-hmm. So definitely something we might need to look at at some point. Uh, so let, let's talk a little bit about size. So I know you wanted to do some size comparisons here as well. So the Norwegian Prima will measure approximately 294 meters long with a gross tonnage of 144,500 tons. Uh, this ship will be able to accommodate 3,215 guests. Based on double occupancy, and again, lots of wide open spaces. They just kept so. putting that in <laughs> the website. <laughs> it is everywhere, and mm. they they say it in all of their promotional videos and their mm-hmm. and their uh, the promotional materials and stuff that they they put out there as well. So they really want to focus, and that targets me. Mm-hmm. We talked about the the Royal Caribbean ship targets teenagers and and kind of families that that want that constant activity. Um, it. I'm the one of the ones that would get on that giant ship and think, you know, this is too many people for my comfort mm-hmm. level.
1: Well, this ship is smaller because if you look at the Odyssey, the <laughs> sea it was one hundred sixty-nine thousand three hundred tons, mm-hmm. and this one is one one hundred forty-two thousand five hundred
0: tons. Right, and I think it's it, so like, it's still big, but it's smaller. It's still a than huge ship, but it is smaller. I think if you're looking at length, so the Odyssey was what three forty-seven meters and we're at 294. So, I mean, it's like 40 meters less. Mm-hmm. Um, but it also, you know, it, um, it holds like a thousand fewer people. Mm-hmm. So I don't know if that 40 meters really ac- accounts for a thousand guest rooms mm-hmm. or have they taken the space that they've got and they've put fewer guest rooms because they're wanting to make them more spacious. They wanted to spread out. They wanted to use that space. Mm-hmm. So it's not immensely smaller ship but it holds uh you know when you're talking about going from 4000 to 3000 you know 25% fewer guests mm-hmm. so it's not 25% smaller ship but it's 25% fewer guests mm-hmm. which allows for that wide open space mm-hmm. and uh, a little extra elbow room maybe a little social distancing if necessary maybe um, more
1: expensive though maybe so we'll it see when we get clothes. to the to the prices yeah.
0: how that balances out so
1: All right, so the last cruise line we're going to look at is Disney Cruise Line. So they have the yeah. (laughs) (laughs) So they have the Disney Wish coming out out, and it sets sail summer 2022. Same time the Prima does, right? Um, And their tagline is, "It's where fantastical worlds and beloved stories from Disney, Marvel, Star Wars, and Pixar are brought to life." Um, They're really focusing on the restaurants here. There are three new upscale family restaurants. Again, where dining meets storytelling. One is a Frozen-themed theatrical dining experience in Arendelle. It has Norwegian-style food prepared by Oaken himself. Um, At Avengers Quantum Encounter, you can dine with Ant-Man and the Wasp and witness a demonstration of superhero technologies. You get to be involved with your own interactive quantum core and can shrink and enlarge (laughs) objects as a part of the mission. That sounds very interesting to me. Wondering how they've done. I'm sure the Imagineers have come oh, out yeah. with something amazing there. Yeah,
0: they're great They're they're awesome. Yeah. But I, the fact that it's interactive like that, yeah, I think that's yeah. awesome. And yeah, and the food
1: here is going to range from all American entrees to rich African entrees.
0: Okay.
1: Um, then there's 1923, which evokes the glitz and glamour of old Hollywood and commemorates the year Walt Disney Studios was founded. <laughs> you will dine among storyboard sketches and props that illustrate the early animation process, and you will enjoy California cuisine here. That nice. sounds very pretty. I like that one. Yeah. Um. So that's the three kind of storytelling um, restaurants. They're also going to have the Marceline Market, which is named after Walt's Childhood wow. Home. And it's going to pro- provide a variety of food with both indoor and outdoor seating. Um, so you'll have walk-around service during the day and table service at night. And what's interesting here is the local, um, or I guess the staff here are going to be Disney characters. OK, somehow. And each food station is themed to a different beloved Disney animated movie. Right. So it's not yeah. as interactive, but I think you're still going to get some entertainment here.
0: Absolutely. Hmm.
1: Um, there are several <laughs> other quick service food lo- food options around. Um, and then we did the aqueduct when we went right. on um, Disney Cruise Line. Now they've got the aqua mouse. So this is a new water slide okay. featuring Mickey and Minnie. And it sounds very creative. I can't even picture this in my head. (laughs) Only an Imagineer could come up with this. But it's somehow a water adventure into a colorful cartoon. Okay. There are 760 feet of twisting tubes. Sure. You get breathtaking views of the ocean before splashing down into a lazy river. Oh, cool. So somehow, I guess it's got some animation inside of it or...
0: um, I can see that, yeah. Yeah.
1: I don't That'd know. Cool. This This is probably amazing here. I, we were a little disappointed with the aqueduct. I don't think it was as fast as we were expecting it to be. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but the mouse sounds... Now, it may not be as fast either, but it just sounds really, yeah. really interesting. It's not
0: about the speed in that one. Yeah. It's the interactive and the entertainment.
1: Um, Disney Cruise Line does some amazing entertainment. Absolutely. Um, so they are going to have Aladdin, a musical spectacular. Plus, they're going to have two new Broadway-style original shows. Okay. There's going to be 10 pools and water play areas. And then you've got Hero Zone, which is a recreation space offering action-packed physical challenges, game show-style competitions, sports court, game floor, playground, movie theater, and more. Then you've got Luna, which is an entertainment venue featuring live music, comedy acts, and family game shows. Of course, you can see first-run movies, Disney movies, at Wonderland Cinema and Neverland Cinema. Um, We actually never made it to a movie while we were on the boat.
0: We did not. We we almost did, because I think there was some Marvel movies playing, but Mm -hmm. I think... Maybe We'd we had already seen already them. Seen them. <laughs> yeah.
1: Um, of course, Disney has amazing kids' clubs, and they've even added in more entertainment into the kids' clubs. Um, they've got the Superhero Academy, so children can suit up with the Avengers. And they also have a Walt Disney Imagineering Lab for kids where they can learn how to design their own Disney attraction. Then they can even test nice. it out in a specially designed capsule. Cool. So I thought that was neat. Mm-hmm. Um then you're gonna have character and print Disney character and princess meet and greets. Um there's Rapunzel's Art Studio, Bell's Library, Anna Nelson's Summer House House. I'm probably not pronouncing that right. You gotta have that accent with that one. Um <laughs> it's a small world nursery and clubs for teens and tweens. Now the interesting thing about the clubs for teens and tweens is they are actually gonna be New York City themed rather than Disney themed. I don't know if they just think maybe the teenagers for a little while are going to feel like they're too grown up for the (laughs) Disney stories. I don't know.
0: It'll be their escape from Disney cartoons.
1: Maybe. (laughs) So they get a New York City theme there. Um, And now for the bigger kids. This one's for you. Excellent. So (laughs) there is a Star Wars hyperspace lounge where you can be transported through the Star Wars galaxy as you sip on some some of... or some out-of-this-world concoctions. Sorry, I'm going to word it like Disney (laughs) put it there because I thought that was cute. (laughs) So you can see Batuu, Tatooine, and Coruscant um, as you sit there in the lounge. And families are allowed to enjoy the lounge during the day, and then at nighttime, it's it's adults only. Excellent. There's also a Quiet Cove (laughs) pool area for adults only with an infinity pool bar and poolside lounge. I think we tried to enjoy this on our Disney cruise, um, and then as soon as we were... Relaxed. Um, a thunderstorm came up, yeah. and the kids were in an outdoor kids area, and they ended up yeah. wanting to come
0: as much come as, back with us. So. As much as we heard before, <laughs> we didn't we, get to enjoy yeah, it much. Before we went on that Disney cruise, as much as we heard that oh, the kids love it so much, they're going to want to be off doing all this this entertainment stuff in the kids zone and stuff, and you're never going to see them. <gasps> That didn't work out for us, I don't think.
1: Not as much, but I have talked to other parents that a lot, it did yeah. happen for them. I don't I, know why it didn't for us. But
0: Dumb kids just wanted to hang out with us all the time.
1: <laughs> <laughs> um, they're also going to have some adults-only restaurants. There is a Palo Steakhouse, which has yeah. Beauty and the Beast theming. Okay. Um, and then Disney storytelling can also be found throughout all the staterooms with special artwork and touches. There are four royal suites. Um, that are Sleeping Beauty themed and two even have stained glass artwork and a spiraling staircase. Nice. So they look beautiful. Amazing. I can't imagine how much they cost but they look amazing. So now to compare the size of the Disney Wish with the Odyssey and the Prima. All right. It is 341 meters long. Yeah. And 144,000 tons. Nice. Um, It will feature 1,250 guest rooms to accommodate 4,000 guests.
0: Ooh. Wow. Okay, so... Uh, just to compare then. So this one is just almost as long as the Odyssey Mm -hmm. and holds almost as many guests. Mm -hmm. So it's going to be real comparable size-wise to the Odyssey. Mm -hmm.
1: So the Odyssey is the biggest and the Disney Wish and then the Prima.
0: Yeah, yeah. And again, the Prima is a little bit smaller, but holding a lot fewer people. Mm -hmm. That really speaks to me. Yeah. (laughs) So, so do you
1: want to talk about which one speaks to us much the most before we look at prices or after we look you know, at let's, prices? Let's
0: talk about it before because I don't want the okay. prices to uh, to you know, interfere with our just straight up opinions here. Okay. So so what about you? Which one which one of these cruise ships speaks to Lacey?
1: Okay. Well, I kinda have a tie. Okay. Um between the Dis- tie? No. <laughs> okay, good. <laughs> between the Disney Wish and the Prima.
0: Okay. Um, because oh, the Disney World Wish,
1: Club. I mean, I just love disney story story storytelling i think the star wars lounge sounds really neat and the restaurants and i love um disney shows so i think that that would just be amazing um also the restaurants just seem so inventive i think i would just really enjoy dining there um but the prima sounds like just it sounds just like a beautiful ship i think it would just be so relaxing to be on i think if it was just me and you absolutely i would love the prima if it was a family vacation maybe the wish yeah
0: So, you took my exact thoughts right away. Oh, I did? (laughs) Um, Yes. Uh, So, yes, uh, ideally, I think it would just be me and you on the Prima. Um, If it was us with the kids, you know, yeah, I would think the Disney, I think we would all love the Disney stuff because, you know, I, I say, well, we need to go on the Disney one for the kids, but, you know, I love Star Wars more than they do. And and, and you love the Disney animation stuff as much Mm -hmm. as they love cartoons and and Marvel and things like that. So Mm -hmm. we would love that Disney ship as much, if not more, than they would probably. Mm -hmm. (laughs) They're an excuse. Yeah, because they're Um, kind of at that teenager
1: (laughs) age, too. I mean, they would love Marvel and Star Wars, but some of the other stuff they might feel like they've outgrown a little bit right now. Yeah. Unfortunately. They'll Um, get
0: past that and then they'll want to go back. Yeah. yeah, um, But. I'm right there with you. Like I said, I think I, I think um, the, the Prima just kind of calls to me because the low crowds and the wide open spaces just make... Mm-hmm. I think what I love about a cruise vacation is that it is a vacation. It is built for relaxing. It is built to kind of lounge by the pool with, you know, endless food and drinks and things to do, but in a very relaxing kind of way, you know, it's that... Mm-hmm. Super chill, you know, week on on a ship. Mm -hmm. And the Prima just kind of screams that, you know, Mm -hmm. in a a nice, mellow tone. Mm -hmm. Uh, It just feels relaxing. And the Disney cruise ship just seems awesome. And it seems like it's got all these awesome things going on. Mm -hmm. Um, And it would be super-duper fun. But I guess if I'm wanting to go on a cruise ship, I really want to relax, you know.
1: So your top choice would be Prima. My top choice would
0: probably be Prima if I had to choose one. Mm-hmm. Absolutely, um, but it'd be very close.
1: And the Odyssey does sound nice, but I mean, I don't. I guess bumper cars and laser tag don't really appeal to me as much as <laughs> much as they would probably Avery and Eli. Now the right. hammock does. Yeah. The hammock, oh, yeah. they by the pool. That does sound nice. They got
0: all their spaces and stuff like that. But yeah, it just that's a lot of people. Mm-hmm. Um, the good thing is with Royal Caribbean is that if you don't want that many people, they have got so many ships out on the sea. Uh, that, you know, there are smaller ships that are selling the destinations you want to go that maybe don't carry as many people, so it's a little more relaxing. So Mm -hmm. you don't have to do this giant super mega ship is the destination type thing on Royal Caribbean, you -hmm. know, because where Disney, you know, has a handful of ships, Royal Caribbean has, you know, dozens Mm -hmm. of ships out there. Mm -hmm. So...
1: And we just booked one to go to Alaska next summer, right. so I'm super excited about that.
0: Absolutely. I love Royal Caribbean. So mm-hmm. it's, it's weird that it's, you know, third place out of these three, because I, mm-hmm. I love Royal Caribbean as, as a, as a you know, cruise line. But, yeah. But so with that in mind, let's now look at some of the pricing. So it was hard to pay, compare. It was hard to pull a straight-up apples-to-apples comparison uh, from these three ships, because they're not all sailing to the same place at the same time for the same lengths, so I pulled three just to look at, uh, but it's, but just just to know that you know they're kind of different times of the year, uh, and I got them as close as I possibly could to each other, uh, but it's not really an apples to apples comparison. Uh, the other part of that is they're already booking up. Uh, part of it is they're only you know sailing certain lengths and things like that so uh let's jump in and take a quick look. So, I started with Nor- uh, Norwegian Cruise Line and I had to go to fall of next year hmm. to find an availability. Oh wow. Uh so I went to fall of 2022 and looked at a a sh- a week long cruise for our family of four, we're all in one stateroom. Um but it's a nice spacious stateroom. I hope so. With wide open spaces, <laughs> right? Um and and that's, you know, that's the way that we're we're trying to get two staterooms because the kids are pretty much adults for our alaska cruise but if you've got a family of four with small kids we've done that before in one of these um family staterooms and it's really not bad Mm -mm. these these cruise lines that have they're built to hold four people and you've got everything you need and so it's it's not Mm -hmm. crazy you don't spend a whole lot of time in the room anyway
1: oh they love their bunk beds on the disney cruise absolutely them.
0: yeah all right so sorry um Fall of twenty twenty two, I did a seven night. This is the, again, this is the base that that Western Caribbean kind of kind of cruise just to get a, a comparison. So seven day Caribbean round trip from Orlando, uh, also going to Great Stirrup Key and Cozumel. So that's the private island for Norwegian. Um, you're going to go to Grand Cayman, Ocho Rios, Bahamas, uh, and for our family, for on the Prima, it's going to be. Forty-four, ninety-seven, eighty-eight. So $4,500. Okay. Okay. So that's the Prima on a seven mm-hmm. day.
1: What month is that? I know you said I, fall, but... I want
0: to say it was September or October. Okay. Uh, I think I had... I may have had to go to October to get a date. Oh, wow. So that's what I'm saying. It's, it's mm-hmm. just... It was that kind of crazy. So just to... So to compare that, uh, this is the Royal Caribbean. Uh, I think I had to go to the Spring... I had to go to the spring of twenty three.
1: Oh goodness.
0: To find a well So now, cruises
1: really are sailing. They are they are selling. absolutely
0: selling. Now mm-hmm. I was trying to find a comparable route as mm-hmm. well. Okay. So trying to find both of these on a Western Caribbean, you know, route. Mm-hmm. So what I found was a six night cruise on Real Caribbean, close as I could get. Okay. Um in March of 2023, six night cruise including a day at the private island, uh, leaving out of Fort Lauderdale on the Odyssey of the Seas for our family of four will was uh, going to be a grand total of, I don't know if I can find it, there we go, thirty nine seventy four, so right about four thousand. Again, this is a six day, as opposed to a seven.
1: Mm-hmm. So, about uh, the so same price between roughly the same those price two.
0: between the two. Uh, again, once. All the things open up, and you can you start comparing these these routes, apples to apples. Norwegian and Royal Caribbean, Norwegian and Royal Caribbean are going to be about the same. They're going to be very closely matched. Okay, mm-hmm. okay. Uh, they're going to have different promotions and different offers and different deals that are all going to end up with the price being pretty close to the same thing. Mm-hmm. So, uh, so that is Royal Caribbean, and Then I pulled the closest thing I could find on the new Disney wish. And that was a September of 2022. Okay. Four night. Now the thing about this is the wish for as far as out as we can book is only sailing Ford and five night routes. Mm -hmm. So, uh, for fall of next year, right around your birthday um
1: that would be nice yeah
0: i pulled a four night and this is one of their halloween on the high seas uh, cruises uh four night halloween on the high seas bohemian cruise with a, from port canaveral and for our family of four it would be four thousand three hundred and seventy dollars mm-hmm. okay
1: so it sounds comparable but it's yeah about half the length
0: yeah, so that's that's really the kicker. So when you say the Norwegian was 4500 this one is 4400 but the Norwegian was a seven-night cruise. And this is a four-night cruise. Mm-hmm. That's where the difference is. And that's what was getting me the last time we took our Disney cruises. we did a five-night?
1: I think so. so. We
0: did a five-night, and in the back of my head, I was like, you know what? For a little bit less than what we paid, we could have done a seven-night on a Royal Caribbean. Mm -hmm. and i just couldn't get past it it was hard (laughs) the cheap side Mm -hmm. of me just couldn't get past it so uh, in the end what you're looking at is again royal caribbean and norwegian being very very close and disney is always going to be just a little bit more expensive Mm -hmm. and there are some things that disney does that is included in this price that some of the other cruise lines don't necessarily include include right off the bat sometimes like soda packages and things like that mm-hmm. but you're going to see where norwegian is always running specials right now where they include different things for free you mm-hmm. know including things like the drink packages the wi-fi mm-hmm. packages uh, bar and excursion packages things like that so and i've
1: always heard too that disney has to charge more because they don't have a casino on their <coughs> ship like royal caribbean and norwegian do and they earn a Get a lot of money from their casinos. That is another casinos.
0: thing to think about. Yes, that is another thing because you're not going to see a, a casino on a Disney ship. Doesn't mm-hmm. doesn't really fit their brand, mm-hmm. uh, so they have to make up for that. Um, the level of service is incomparable. I mean, it's Disney, um, but frankly, if you're going on really the, the Norwegian or the Royal Caribbean, you're getting really good service there too, especially if you're on their flagship cruise ships like mm-hmm. these two will be they're going to you know when they're launching a big huge brand new ship they're putting their best staff on there they're putting their best cruise directors on there you know so the mm-hmm. the best people they have to run these ships and to serve and to serve are going to be on these newest biggest brightest ships mm-hmm. so it's it it's always hard for me to rationalize. Again, if you are a super crazy Love Disney fan, and that's us. <laughs> so I say crazy with love because that's us. Um, then you can understand the Disney Cruise Line, and it is totally worth it. But just understanding that it is a little bit more expensive because of the theming, because of what they do, because of the entertainment, because of the level of service. It is awesome, but it's going to be a little more expensive. Mm-hmm. So... Just one more thing for uh, this one's just for Lacey to think about. Uh, I pulled another comparison. <laughs> no, I didn't just know about for fun. this one. So I, you, the Norwegian, when we pulled, remember this was the uh, 4500 for a seven-night Caribbean cruise for our family of four. Okay. Okay. Mm-hmm. Just so that we are keeping this in the back of our mind for the future. For that same price, basically $4,500. Uh once the kids are off at college or something like that Mm -hmm. just the two of us could do a 12-day transatlantic cruise from london to new york including Mm -hmm. stops in scotland and iceland nova scotia i'm just saying yeah yeah i I was just pulling all the prices and I pulled up the prices and I went by this one. And I was like, "Oh, that looks amazing!" Mm-hmm. Um, so you're talking London and New York and Scotland, and <laughs> yeah? Wow, for the same price? Yeah, that'd be just a long saying trip. that's pretty much the same price mm-hmm. as it would be for us to do the seven nights in mm-hmm. in you know Caribbean.
1: You'd have to add a few days in New York and a few days in London you would though too. So <laughs> have to
0: totally. So you're talking about a two week? It <laughs>
1: might be more
0: nice two week trip, right? Mm-hmm. Two. Two and a half weeks. So yeah. we'll have to save up uh, some time off. <laughs> yeah. But, yeah, that that's the one that jumped out to me. And I was like, oh, yeah, that's the one we got to do. Mm-hmm. So that looks super nice. So that's uh, our adventure, your adventure, our, our dream adventure. Um, okay. So what else? What are we talking um,
1: about? Well, I'm going to go into travel news and updates. And okay. first of all, I want to do a correction for last week's show. Okay. Okay. Um, <laughs> I hate to admit it, but I was wrong and Jason was right. Ooh. Um, <laughs> but I was talking about the Georgia State Park and their program for I, I think for... the
0: recorder glitch. Could you say that part again?
1: <laughs> anyway, I was talking <laughs> about the Georgia State Parks and their program for dogs and hiking. And I think I called it Tails and Trails. Is that what I call it? Trails and Tails? Something like that. Yeah. And you were calling it Tails on Trails. And I really thought I was right, but, you know, I have the T-shirt. So we took Becky hiking um, Saturday, and I put my T-shirt on, and you told me to read my T-shirt, and it did say "Tales on Trails. I only did that because so,
0: you, you, you corrected me repeatedly on the show, so, I think. So anyway, so
1: the program is Tales on Trails. So um, if you want to sign up for it, that's what you look for on the Georgia State Park website. Um, and I would oh. highly recommend it. It's a cute shirt, cute, cute bandana. And I'm having fun going on hiking adventures yeah. with Bucky. Yeah, um, But we've had a <laughs> lot of friends that have actually gone to national parks this summer. Um, gone out west and just went to some amazing places. And I ran across this story today um, from the National Park Service that they have more f- uh, free entrance days coming up. Um, because August 25th is the National Park Service birthday. Oh. So that's one of them. You also have September 25th. Which is National Public Lands Day and November the 11th, which is Veterans Day. So, right. all of the three of those upcoming days are going to have um, free park admission. Um, and to the there's, national parks. Yeah, to the national parks. Um, and you know, a lot of the national parks are free every day, but it says more than a hundred of them regularly charge fees between three, dollars and $30. Yeah. So you can save a little bit of money. And I was looking at the list of some of the ones that were mentioned and, um, like the Grand Canyon National Park is sure, one of them in Arizona. Sure. Um, let's see some the Yosemite National yeah. Park in California, Rocky Mountain National Park in Colorado, um, the Everglades National Park in Florida. Okay. Fort Pulaski National Monument in Georgia, um, the Yellowstone National Park in Idaho, um, Lincoln Boyhood National Memorial in Indiana. Um, I won't read you all of these, but <laughs> I was just, that was a lot. of Just reading the list, I was like, oh, I'd like to go there and there and there and there. So if you're around any of those national parks on August 25th or September 25th or November the 11th coming up, those are great days to go and visit and get in free.
0: I like free. Mm. Mm-hmm. That's my price. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Awesome.
1: So that's all my travel news and updates.
0: <laughs> all your travel news and updates. Uh, mm-hmm. on uh less exciting news we're gonna talk about uh Disney's stuff this week. Uh since our last show they've reinstituted mask mandates and things in the parks. Mm-hmm. Um it's not an exciting update, but it is what it is. It's uh, it's just not just indoors. It's just right? indoors. It's just while you're like in queues and in rides. Um, still not outside, which is good. So mm-hmm. Um. Yeah. Is what it is. Mm-hmm. So well, hopefully
1: things will get better and they can reverse will get that. Yeah. yeah.
0: Yeah. So they're just being extra cautious. Mm-hmm. Um. So that's all the... No other major news.
1: Okay. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm.
0: Cool. All right. Well, I think that's going to wrap up our our cruise line battleship episode here. Mm-hmm. Uh. What's next time?
1: Okay. So next time, I think we're going to have to talk Christmas. <laughs> so last month, we talked Halloween. I think... This next episode, we need to cover Christmas Yay. because people are already training, uh, planning trips for December. That's right, and and actually, the end of November, I'll have a lot of Christmas activities as well. So um, we'll start to look at some of the Christmas offerings.
0: It's going to be Christmas before we know it. I know. Can we put a tree up mm-hmm. yet? No. Oh,
1: <laughs> but people are already Christmas shopping. Yeah. I mean, I have family members that are already buying Christmas presents right now, so people are are thinking Christmas. So it's, we're going to talk Christmas. It's
0: August now. It's already August. It's pretty much Mm -hmm. fall. I mean, let's just break out the pumpkin spice. Go ahead and get fall started.
1: Mm -hmm. It doesn't feel like fall yet. (laughs) Well,
0: you're in Georgia. Mm -hmm. It might not feel like fall on Christmas Day. Mm -hmm. So, all right. Well, that's going to wrap up this week's show. Next week, we'll talk. Next time, we'll talk Christmas then. Mm -hmm. Okay. Excellent. I want to thank everybody for joining us and listening to today's show. If you have any questions about anything we talked about today, any of these, cruise ships or any other cruise line destinations we'd love to talk to you and help uh, plan your next cruise vacation if that's what you want to do um you know the cruise lines are really getting back up and running disney's got its first official sailing coming up in a couple of weeks here so the industry is really ramping back up and as you can see from just trying to to pull the prices they are already booking up fast Mm -hmm. uh, for the next year or two you know Mm -hmm. as far out as as far out as we can book it is booking, uh, mm-hmm. so if if you wanna if you're wanting to consider a cruise over the next year or two, now is the time to start thinking about it, and we would be happy to help answer any questions and help get you booked on on one of those dream cruise vacations. So mm-hmm. you can reach out to us and ask us any questions. Uh, you can reach me directly by email at Jason at LamplightAdventures dot com
1: or Lacey at LamplightAdventures dot com.
0: So yeah, definitely uh, send us any questions you might have. Uh, You can follow our uh, Lamplight Adventures page on Facebook and leave his comments or anything there and let us know what you think about about the podcast as well. So that will do today's show. And until next time, hope everybody has a great week and we will see you on the next episode of The Adventure Post.
1: Goodbye. Bye,
0: everybody.